you a bujada, what's your shade? Sweatshirts full, tough love, super love, super fun. Hello and welcome to N of One, where a multi-viewed perspective on health is brought to light for anyone that wants to help change the world one fraction at a time by simply helping themselves first. And you are doing that by listening to this podcast right now. And this is intended for educational purposes only. Any change to your diet, exercise, supplements, or medication needs to be assessed by a licensed physician. And on that note, let's begin episode 12. This is part two of the heart rate variability, and we are about to get some adaptability changes and more youthfulness into our lives right now. So we're going to do a quick recap on what we did on the first episode in terms of the heart rate variability. So we wanted to discuss what does it represent. It represents our autonomic nervous system, which makes up the majority of the things that our body does automatically. It expresses our adaptability. It also expresses the variance or the variability between the RR interval, that is the QRS, and our heartbeat, the differences in milliseconds and other measurements between the RR uh, time frame right there and it also represents the reaction and the recovery from stressors the physical the chemical and the emotional before explaining how the numbers on the HRV measurements represent what is happening I think it's even more important to take a step back before entering all those numbers and telling you the significance of those numbers so that you know where you fall and the reasons why you fall in those numbers we should talk about how do we make sure we get good numbers. So there's gonna be a major difference between what affects our heart rate variability score and what affects our heart rate variability while measuring. Okay, so to express this even a little bit further, I wanna talk about how there are different ways to measure. Okay, so we have, for example, uh, for elite HRV, they have a thing called CoreSense, and that is a finger measurement that um, represents your heart rate variability. Some have a wrist strap, some have a chest strap, for example, made by Polar. There are different ways to access your heart rate variability. Oh, even for example, there's another one for a finger with the aura. It's that ring. And so that's app is used for many things, but it also gives back your heart rate variability. The other wrist strap is like the whoop. Um, different, different ways that you can get measurements, especially for a short-term measurement and a long-term measurement, which I will touch upon in just a little bit, but uh, we're gonna hold off on that for just right now. So while you're actually taking your heart rate variability how should you standardize the environment in order to get a better representation of what is happening with your autonomic nervous system so we're gonna take into an example a um a chest strap or a wrist or a uh, the core sense from uh, elite hrv the reason why is because we're going to start with a short-term way to measure and how you can standardize that portion to get a better representation so for example what would change your score or your numbers and your heart rate variability while you actually are measuring it it's your mindset as well some people tend to overthink when they are conscious that they are getting something something measured um also could be preoccupation with something that's going on in their lives 
as well as the environment. Are you sitting in the same chair each time? Um, are you facing the same direction? Is the lighting the same? The time at which you do it? Uh, food consumption before or after that counts for uh, caffeine, alcohol, other things as well. The temperature of the room, the temperature of your body as well. Uh, because with some uh, of the extremity um, heart rate variability measurements, if you're too cold, it's going to not be an accurate measure of what is happening. So you can get some errors there. As well as noise, it could be noise from like your children, husband, spouse, um, anything that's happening, music that is playing uh, as well can be a factor in which will change things. Your movement as well will also, it might show up as a, a rhythmic heartbeat or some type of uh, abnormal thing that's actually not true. It's not actually representative of what actually happened. So there's gonna be artifacts within those measurements and you can see them in the graphs as they go. And once you get more experience, you'll be able to tell where there might be an error and you can help correct that and then get better feedback, but you know, better measurement because you can actually control that to a certain extent. Um, I also touched upon the signal quality before. It could be because of the temperature, it could be by the type of measurement that you're using, the finger, the wrist, or the chest strap. Your posture is a huge thing as well. You wanna be consistent on whether or not you're lying down. If you're lying down, if you're doing it in bed, or if you're doing it on the couch, if you're in a recliner, you want to uh, be able to know what you're doing and when. If you ever change something, you wanna be able to mark that down as well. Um, there could be residual charge, for example, if you use your uh, polar chest strap for exercise and um, and whatnot, you want to make sure that it's kept clean because any type of charge is, well, it's not going to be able to uh, accurately represent what is happening. Um, in terms of like anything neurological that's going on with like uh, ex cold extremities like Raynaud syndrome, if or anything else that is going on, those will also be factors. And so once you start to invest in certain things in order to gain the best heart rate variability measurement that you can possibly get, these are going to be things that you want to take in consideration before making a purchase. So with all the things that I just mentioned, you want to make sure that you are leaving less room for new stimulus because um, our body is going to react to those to those stimuli in many different ways and we don't know how it is going to be affecting you. So the better that you can make sure you standardize your measurement, especially for a short term measurement, um, it's going to give you a more representative, it's going to give you more accurate representation of what's going on. And I probably have repeated that word probably a million times by the time this few minutes have just passed explaining all this. But it is really important because it really, you're really getting down to how you are changing. And that's going to be actually a great, you know, great transition right now into what all these numbers mean. So, in order, you know, when they do the studies and the research, they try to figure out what all these numbers mean, right? Um, and they end up finding that there are demographics with age and gender and other factors that go into your heart rate variability score. So now just want to make it very clear. We just talked about what are the things that people do that change their heart rate variability score in the moment while measuring now we're going to talk about how does your heart rate variability score come out due to age, gender, 
and other factors as well. So I just had to repeat and just make sure that those two distinctions are very, very clear. Now, let's move on to age. So we have what is considered a biological age and your chronolo chronological age. So you can have a higher chronological age, but have a heart rate variability that expresses a younger biological age. So in other words, the biological and the chronological age don't necessarily have to match. And how that's represented is by your age and gender. And they try, they, the the all the apps and the people who are uh, making the uh, measurements for heart variability are using numbers and certain standard deviations ranges averages they they're trying to get these numbers just try to figure out where do all these people lie in a graph and how can we make this more sensible right so um your the whole biological age thing is essentially what i've been emphasizing since the first episode it is how well can your body adapt to stress the physical the chemical and the emotional so and how can it return to a homeostatic level or in other words if homeostasis is not a regular vocabulary term in your um daily life then how is your body able to self-stabilize that is really what it gets down to okay so your health status is a representation of what your biological age is so now we have gender coming into play and especially that of age and gender together. So in comparison to males versus females, males tend to have a higher sympathetic tone and women tend to have a higher parasympathetic tone. So a higher rest, digest and protect. And interestingly enough, there is a gender related variation in heart rate variability and it decreases over the age of 55 years old um, and that is a, a major difference for both genders uh, between the ages of 35 to 45 years old and 45 years old to 55 years old um, and this mainly is probably related to the manner in which hormones are changing especially for women through menopause so in everything that I had just touched upon what it really comes down to, even though in a bigger picture, we, uh, as we get to know and understand numbers between all demographics, age, gender, and a few other ones that we're not going to discuss right at the moment, but it's important that once you get your score, that you compare it to yourself which as you're, if you're paying attention and you've been listening, you, it kind of seems to contradict itself. But what you need to do is that you need to understand where the numbers lie and then understand where you are. Like um, this night might be a, may or may not be a good example, but for like a DEXA score, right? So the dual electron uh, x-ray absorptiometry, if you're trying to figure out, uh, especially for women, for like uh, after menopause, if you're trying to figure out how, uh, how well of uh, bone you have, um, 
you have a z-score and a t-score so you get a representation of where you are at and you also get a score of where you relate to in your uh, demographics um, and it gives you a comparison to where you lie in comparison to everyone else but you also need to take in consideration um, of your own score so you could have technically a really poor score but you're the average of the people in that uh, match your demographics. So does that mean that you're doing well just because you're matching everyone else? You know, you need to take all the factors into consideration. So just like with those types of scores, we have a representation of where we're at with each demographic. But as you start to find your trends, that's how you can start to distinguish where you're at and whether or not you're getting better. And in other words, you can also use a heart rate variability score to find out on average if you have a lower heart rate variability than the people in your demographic that may suggest underlying chronic stress and other pathologies that are occurring uh, within your body. So that is uh, another part that you can take into consideration. So before we end today's episode, I just want to do a quick recap in order to emphasize what we learned because sometimes we can get lost in the weeds of all the information. So the whole purpose of today's episode was to figure out before we look at the numbers and we learn what the numbers mean and how they get those numbers, let's find out how we can make sure that we standardize the manner in which we measure our heart rate variability when we do it, what affects it, and how we can try to keep um, less and less errors and changes occurring while we measure that. We also have the other influences of heart rate variability score which we talked about age and gender. With age, we talked about the biological versus the chronological age and how a higher heart rate variability at rest shows a better reaction and recovery to stress and expresses a homeostatic capability or the manner in which your body self-stabilizes. We talked about the differences in gender and just in, in comparison to those two and the reasons why those changes can occur at a particular age. That is all that I have for you today. I hope you guys learned a lot. Please share, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys want to hear. Um, obviously, I'm very passionate about whole, you know, all things health. We did a series on the endocannabinoid system. If you have any questions about the hemp work products that I sell, just let me know. Um, there's no obligation to be purchasing anything. This is literally for the for the public, especially for the patients in the future that I will be seeing to help spread education and resources around. So if you want more resources, you want to get a certain topic of discussion um, uh, being put on this podcast, just let me know. You can find me on Instagram at the current moment at N of one official. That's N as in Nancy. C-O-F, the word one, O-N-E, official. Again, you guys, it has been a pleasure. Uh, and remember, health is wealth, not by cards dealt. We're going to have uh, Jack of Soda Rex take us out here. And this is N of One signing out. Tonight.
sachet Without you, what would you that was your shade? Sweatshirt's full, tough love, super love, super buzz Ain't toying with my woody buzz Never fubber, boy, sweeter than a sucker Crossing off my bucket list, coast to coast Super love you the most, Nantucket trip Work it out, bring Sally up in a hot race Carl Lewis pace, sweat Tabata Other dudes, thirsty limonada This dude, Bruce Lee uppercut Alpha, you can't make these feelings no, no. up Double take, concuss, check them scat Need more beats, bouncing like a Joey Pronto stack Like an echo, love bounces back Acrobat, lumens you might light Let's not, if you like But tie the knot if that's alright That's that super love, baby Jack's little rags, I'm here for you I got your back, what you want, girl?